Glory to God who has given us salvation in his Son, Jesus Christ. Glory to God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Cursed is the man who relies on himself and not on the Lord. My brothers, to you this day is entrusted the sacred ministry of the one true priest, Christ Jesus our Lord. If you rely on yourself or your own strength, then your ministry is already in great peril. But if you trust in the Lord, if your heart's desire is to make him known, then you will find many hearts waiting for him. It's important for us all to remember that we must rely not on ourselves or on our own strength or our own wisdom, but on the power and wisdom and strength of God. No greater reminder of this have I received than the fact that today I left my sermon on my desk at home. <laughs> Aside from this copy of the liturgy, the lectern is empty. <laughs> Come, Holy Ghost! <laughs> so in the name of the Father, <laughs> it is my pleasure that the bishop, in privilege, that the bishop has asked me to preach this day for the ordination of my two dear friends and colleagues, Deacon Ron and Deacon Bruce, whose signature I witnessed, by the way, was as if he was writing out a prescription. <laughs> I wasn't sure what it said, but I witnessed it anyway. Today we are celebrating the great feast of the presentation of the Lord in the temple. And we are told in the gospel narrative that Simeon was awaiting the consolation of Israel and that it was revealed to him that he would not see death until he saw the Lord's Christ. Some of the early church fathers, not all, but some of them, whose names remain at 88 Milham Street in Marlborough, believed a tradition that Simeon was actually one of those who in the 3rd century B.C. were given the task of translating the Hebrew scriptures into the Greek what would come to be known as the Septuagint, and that he actually lived centuries before the coming of Christ. He was given the task of translating the prophet Isaiah from Hebrew into Greek, and when he came to those words, a virgin shall conceive, 
he was perplexed and sought to take a penknife to erase the word in Greek virgin and to replace it with the Hebrew meaning a young maiden. And that at that moment, an angel from heaven touched him on the shoulder and said to him, what is impossible for you to conceive in your heart is not impossible for God. Indeed, a sign shall come to you and to all the world, and a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. And you shall not taste death until you have seen the Lord's Christ. For centuries, Simeon waited for the coming of the promise of God, the coming of the Holy One, the Savior, who would redeem Israel, who would deliver humanity from sin and death. His heart longed to see the coming of the promise fulfilled in the coming of the Christ into the temple of God. The early church fathers who believed this tradition said that Simeon represented ancient Israel and indeed all of fallen humanity longing for salvation. And then finally, being prompted by the Holy Spirit, it was revealed to him that the, the time of deliverance had come. That indeed the promise of God had entered into the world. That the word was made flesh. That God himself had come for the redemption of Israel. And going into the temple, the parents of Jesus brought the child to him. And he took the child into his arms and said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to thy people Israel. Simeon, who longed for redemption, who longed for hope, who longed for deliverance, received this promise of God by receiving Christ himself. My brothers, although I call them brothers, when Bruce wants me to listen to him instead of his having to listen to me, he says, now listen to Uncle Bruce. <laughs> My brothers, there are so many hearts out there who are longing for their deliverance. Longing to be delivered from sin and death. 
longing to find hope in place of despair and light in place of darkness, forgiveness in place of their sins, wholeness in place of their brokenness, the strength of God in place of their weakness. There are people out there who are longing to be lifted up by love, to be loved as they are, to be embraced as they are, but then loved even more so, so that they're not left like they are. There are people out there, some are in here, who know that they are in need of something, but they haven't identified that something as Jesus. People try to plug into something in order to fill that emptiness within them. And if everyone here was honest, and I asked, raise your hand if you don't know that empty space within you that I'm talking about, If they were honest, no one would raise their hand because everyone here knows what I'm talking about. That place of woundedness that's within us all. That place within us that's longing for hope and love and healing and truth. And as human beings, we plug into all kinds of different things trying to fill that place within us that only God can fill. I've done this. There are times when I still do this. I try, as we all do, to fill that. Some people turn to their job and they lose themselves in a career trying to fill that empty place within them by their work. Somehow that empty space becomes insatiable. Some lose themselves in another person. And they enter into an unhealthy relationship. Well, you hear it a lot when people are teenagers. If Johnny leaves me, I'll just die! (laughs) But it's true for adults, too. We too can lose ourselves in other human beings, not just in our work. We can lose ourselves because we're trying to plug into something to fill that emptiness with inside. I know that there have been times of deep woundedness in my life as though I felt there was a hollow hole that went from my chest all the way through my back and it was perfectly healed, but I could feel the wind passing through. And I longed to have that place healed. People plug into alcohol and drugs, into sex addiction, into pornography, and into all kinds of things longing. But what is being entrusted to you, Bruce, and to you, Ronnie, is the only thing that will truly heal that deep woundedness. And that is Jesus Christ. You have both known brokenness. And now, even in your brokenness, you are being called to be living icons 
of the divine physician to bring healing to his people. We don't always have compassion for people who are sick. I know sometimes I'll say to my wife, I have a cold. And you can just see the compassion. No, you can't. But when your child is sick, nothing seems to move you more deeply. That's how our Heavenly Father feels for each of us. Yes, He knows we're broken. He knows we're fallen. He knows we're imperfect. He knows that we sin and repent and sin again. And sometimes we don't even repent before we sin again. But He also loves us. And he sees us as children who have fallen down. And like a loving father, he wants to run to us and embrace us. Remember when the prodigal son's returning home? The father in the parable doesn't wait for the son to come back. He runs to him and embraces him. And that's what the father is doing in Jesus. He's running to his children because he has seen that they have fallen down and he wants to lift them up. And so even though you are broken like every other person in this room and myself, everyone in this room except for my wife and the bishop who are perfect, (laughs) even though you are broken like everyone in this room, God is entrusting to you the ministry of bringing the healing of Jesus to all his children. And just like Simeon, whether they know it or not, they are longing for someone who has a name. And his name is Jesus. And he is the only antidote for sin and death. He's the only answer of hope for the despair that they feel. He's the only healing for their woundedness. He's the only wholeness that they will find for their brokenness. He's the only light for their darkness. He's the only answer. And to you this day is being entrusted by our Heavenly Father, the gift of His Son in a special and unique way to make the love and the healing and the joy and the forgiveness and the presence of Christ, the one true priest, present in the lives of others. Pray. Pray every day. Read the scriptures every day. Receive Holy Communion as often as you can. Go to Holy Confession. Be nice to your Archdeacon. (laughs) 
And if you do all these things, despite your brokenness and your own woundedness, God will use you. In fact, sometimes in the midst of those times when you're most broken, He'll make His wholeness known even that much more. And so when you're broken, say, Lord, use me in my brokenness this day. May God bless you both. It will be my honor and joy to serve with you as fellow priests in Christ's holy Catholic Church. But remember, rely on God and on His strength. Not only when you forget your sermon at home on your desk, but every day, every hour, every moment. For it is not you whom God is sending, sending to his children, but his Son, Jesus Christ, whose icons you will be. Amen.